My girly self flies high in that uh, in that realm. Dark arts and mind powers. I'm in. <laughs> no, you're good. I promise I'll cut it out. Probably. It's cool because it's laser beams and pew. Just been eating shit like crazy the last couple weeks. Why stop the train now? The movie was literally it's just stinky tan liquid. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net, and this week, literally, the only podcast on the net that will most likely be interrupted to clean up curdled milk vomit this evening. I am Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. How's great. it going? Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, great. I'll be surprised if not. And you know what? Oh, if boy. so, well, you just have to sit there and accept it, because that is the way it is, and at least you'll have a show. Yeah. <laughs> So why the curdled milk tonight? Is it just uh I uh, the the little one is uh congested again and when he gets congested he's too little to blow his nose or spit mucus out so he just swallows it all down and then he's not hungry so he just drinks lots of milk and then it all mixes and bleh. Oh gross. And it is the worst uh. thing ever. But actually I I went up twice already and I think he's done. I think he might be done. We might be yeah. okay. Anyway, I just want got you to, it. if there's okay. a pause in the show, like we had last week, everybody got to hear, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the ramblings. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just know that while you might be bitching that, why is Eugene talking so long by himself all of a sudden? Uh, well, his co-host yeah. is, is dealing with something much more horrible. So yeah, your explanation of, of what that exactly entails, like the curdled milk, is that actually is going to sum up several of my reviews tonight, actually. So that's that's going to be perfect. So that's a tease for what's to come is curdled baby vomit. <laughs> Not for me, sir. I'm on a good tear. I had a good week this yeah. week, man. Oh, a good, yeah. good week. Before we get into good things, well, we're, we're going to talk about the roulette where things were Maybe not so good. Um, <laughs> I guess getting ahead of myself. Uh, I'm into Ivor House Green Plaid, very rare Scotch whiskey of the twelve dollar a liter variety. But um, yeah, I don't know why it's Green Plaid, other than I guess it's kind of got a kilty looking thing on it. So there you go, boyo. The gift, yeah, we'll be getting yep, into more Scottish and Irish things this evening. But uh, what are you into? Uh, tonight I am drinking Kilbegan, uh, another one of the, yeah, another one of the cutty type knockoffs and it's, eh, it's good. Tastes like not quite as good as cutty. The end. <laughs> uh, it says it's Ireland's finest whiskey. Um, discover the secret of our finest Irish whiskey from Ireland's oldest continually licensed distillery, traditionally distilled for a fuller Smoother flavor. I guess we, so. we should read the taglines on these bottles, because how can they convince people to... So, what are we getting yeah. sold on? This one? A blend of superbly light, 100% rare scotch whiskey. It's, there's no way it's rare. Uh, distilled and blended <laughs> in Scotland. Yeah. Product of Scotland. They all pretty much... I Honestly, I wish that there would just be a white label on the... the, the Drinks that we have, white label that just says scotch. Look at this. Or I'm, whiskey. <laughs> I flip it. Gin. <laughs> I flip it to the back and it says aged 36 months, imported by and bottled in Chicago, Illinois. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. And for me, let's see when this was 
That doesn't even say so. Meh, meh. Yeah. Bottled a lot, uh, bottled a week ago. Very, <laughs> very rare. 36. Yeah. yeah it's great. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to hustle along the beginning of the show because we're doing a top 10 tonight and that always takes so much time and we've got so many recently yeah. watched to get to. But hey, welcome to Disney December. We're going to be doing some lists and uh, talking about some Disney movies. But before we do that, let's go to the roulette where we dive into the ocean of Netflix and other legal free means to watch movies online in the hopes of finding those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was Divines Up Against Mercy. I feel like both of those should have the in front of their title. The Divines and The Mercy. The Mercy. Uh, you're up first, so Mercy. Okay. Tell us about this. Here we go. Well, um, you know, this is one of those movies where upon thinking about it a little bit more, my review, I think, has changed a little bit. I always, whenever I watch a movie, I immediately... Jot down a couple sentences on a, on a document on my computer. Just here's my initial thoughts. And I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, you know, I think that it was actually almost better than what I initially gave it. Cause I've, I'm still thinking about it. Uh, 2016 Netflix original, uh, lean, mean running time. It, it's, it's over fairly quickly, but this is another one of those home invasion type movies, but a bit different and I, I want to be very very vague about this movie because this is this does get a thumbs up from me oh, nice. and I'm I'm what's cool about this is this is one of those movies where almost immediately I knew this was going to be at the very least a passing thumbs up because immediately the acting was good uh, right off the bat I'm like oh I already like the acting in this this feels legit and the camera work was not not the camera, but the cinematography was, uh, was of a professional level. Not, Hey, we've got $20,000. Let's make a movie. No, this was, there was a budget behind this thing. There is talent in front of the camera and behind, uh, sold. However, here's the one thing about this movie. I was going in thinking home invasion. That means horror movie. This is, if you watch it or any listener out there that decides to watch it, go in thinking this is much more, drama slash thriller, I would not classify this as horror at all. Even with the fairly cool looking cover that makes it very much look like a horror movie, this is a more of a drama thriller. But having said that, this thing works quite well for a a Netflix original. Um, Four brothers, uh, actually two and two, two brothers and two brothers. They're, Half brothers, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're, um, they all meet up at a house to talk to their father about their dying mom. Um, and one of them has a girlfriend with them. They obviously do not like each other at all. And there's some underhanded stuff going on as to why the mom is sick. And, uh, middle of the night, there's a home invasion. Um, now here's why I, I got to get really vague about this because this is where I really started liking the movie is there's, uh, a couple of, of one is not really a twist, but it's a different take on this left turn halfway maybe? through that I, a left turn that I really dug that I'm like, Oh, okay. That's interesting that you're going this route. And then there is a nice little twist at the end that I'm, I appreciated for what it was. And this is not a big budget movie, but you can tell with what they had, 
they did, I thought they did a good job. You might think it's boring. It's definitely, as far as home invasion goes, it's like, like I said, much more of a. Oh, well, I'll be the judge of that being the resident. Now that I've finally yes. taken the stance of hating home invasion movies, but I will yeah. definitely keep it in the queue. Yeah. Give that a watch. It sounds pretty good. You should. You should. I'm. I'm really curious what you'd think about the. Um, it's almost like you know what. Like the director was like, you know what? I know we're making another home invasion movie. Let's do at least something a little bit different, or a couple things a little bit different to at least make it stand out. And it does. And I, I, I was pretty impressed. Like I said, I was impressed with the acting, and it was shot well. And this is not going to reinvent the wheel or anything like that. But for a for a eighty five minute time waster, you could do way worse than this movie. And after the utter shit that I've been sitting through, this was like. Wow, this is great. So another so, yeah, Netflix take that with, original yeah. pass. Yeah, so I again they they seem to be on a roll. Yeah, I agree. I like the stuff so, they're doing. So anyway, there you go. So yeah, I'm 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 very happy with uh <laughs> with that choice. And and that's going as a that was that was good. Yeah, I got Not you. a great movie. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I got okay, okay, that's it. Uh for me, Divines. It might be the Divines, I don't know, it's Divines, whatever. Um Excuse me. A shrewd teenager and her wise-cracking best friend plan to get rich or die trying by following in the footsteps of a flashy female drug dealer. Now, before I give kind of my thoughts on this, where do you stand on Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood? I I haven't seen it in many, many years, but I like that movie. Okay. I came to Boys in the Hood very late. Somebody, my neighbor at the time, was like, you haven't seen Boys in the Hood? we got to watch it. Let's sit down. You're not going to believe it. And I sat down and watched it in probably about mm, 2002 or so. And Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I, nah, I, I, oh, I watched that right when it came out. Yeah. If you so go on the Facebook a- page and read my review of Belly, that is my kind of urban gangster hood type movie where people are desperate people are trying to get things whatever yeah Uh, boys in the hood not so much i didn't care for that movie i get the point of it i understand why it exists it has a powerful message i get it it's just not entertaining me along the same lines of like 12 years a slave or something where it's like hey let's watch people in absolute misery for 90 minutes or two hours and then then you can feel bad about yourself isn't that cool and fun and entertaining no not really (laughs) <laughs> um, that doesn't mean to say it doesn't have a totally valid point or it wasn't well acted. It it totally was. So my one line <sighs> reductive take on divines, this is a French version of boys in the hood, except all with girls. And it ends the same. No, thanks. Oh, okay. You're not going to believe it. You're going to cry when Ricky go. No, no, didn't cry when Ricky, okay. whatever. And I, I, it was Ricky, right? I, I watched it one time. I was like, I'm good. It's yeah. same, same story here. Now, nothing. I just <sighs> didn't have an emotion there. And the problem for me lies in the fact that they spit in the face of, well, in this, in this movie, blatantly spit in the face of people trying to help them and edu- give them education and give them other things. They just spit in their face. F you. I'm going to get rich and do drugs and sell drugs and party nonstop. And, and it's just like, then things go bad. Cry. No, I'm not going to cry when things go bad. You made, yeah. you made poor decisions and you had opportunities or I, I, that, that's where I get frustrated with it. I understand yep. why they chose those paths and everything. I get it. I get it. 
but it's just not entertaining to me. I, I would rather watch something stupid, like the copious amounts of stupid shit I've been watching that we'll get to eventually. <laughs> I'm not going to spend a lot of time. What about the, uh, what? Go ahead. Te- what about technical? Like, w- was it well acted, well shot, yeah, all that I, good that's stuff? That's where I was going okay. next. All okay. the technicals are fine. Totally well acted. Totally well shot. The writing is all on point. Everything is totally here. And if you're one of those people saying, Boys in the Hood was up for awards, and, you know, how could you not like that movie, and that's great, then go watch this one. It's, it's, hmm. there you go. Uh, it's a okay. French version of Boys in the Hood with Girls. I, I just, I, I mean, I wasn't hating life while I was watching it, but it was just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm doing this. Uh-huh. Bad decision. Yeah. Bad decision. Bad decision. No redemption. Fail. Credits. Roll credits. Yeah. 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 So, um, but at least it doesn't sound like an utter, utter shit. No, fest. and I'll probably even give it a passing grade on my grading scale because there, there, it, it just doesn't appeal to me. That's all. You know, yeah. I, all of the merits are there. Yeah. So that's up to you if you want to go down that road. Uh, you, you, you won't be. In- I might actually. I, I do like Boys in the Hood and Leave it in the queue. Society. Yeah, yeah, leave it in the queue. Go, go. It's, it's. You're not hurting yourself. Let's put it that way. All right. Actually, and. In retrospect now, the more I think about it, the acting was fantastic. I, I was never bored by the acting at all. I was really fascinated to see where it was going to go. I just, when it comes to these kind of movies with, with uh, the, the extremely poor and, and downtrodden, it's like, I want redemption at the end. I want them to overcome. I want success. And when it, because they've been, it's just constantly shitting on them. And when it's not mm-hmm. that at the third act, I'm just like, why did I watch this? It's yeah. It's like you. I, I've never seen Rudy, but everybody talks about it. It's like you watch Rudy, and at the end, he gets he doesn't get to play anyway. He's the water boy. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck was the point? Why? Why am I watching yeah. this? You know, there 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 should be some hope in this ninety minutes of downtrodden, and give me ten minutes of hope. But no. Yeah. But that's why I like Belly so much. That's why that move that movie is so powerful to me. But apparently, I'm the only one. At any rate. Let's let's move on. We gotta keep, okay. keep it going here because uh, yeah, we got a ridiculous amount of movies to talk about tonight. So uh, yes, we do. Sell me on your movies, sir. Okay, first up is a new release on Netflix called Ghost Team from director Oliver Irving. A paranormal obsessed man mounts his own investigation into the beyond with his depressed best friend, misfit nephew, a cable access medium, and an overeager security guard, starring. John uh, Heater and Justin Long. Uh, it's a comedy. I thought it looked kind of funny. Um, I'm going to need run times on all these movies, by the way. Okay. Runtime on that is an hour and 23 minutes. Wonderful. There you go. Next. Yeah. So that's the first one. Next up is uh, When Elephants Fight from 2015. And um, that is a documentary. Uh, hour and a half. Uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo has been called a, geogra- a geographical scandal due to its mineral-rich soil. Unfortunately, those minerals necessary to sustain today's technology are funded are funding the deadliest war since World War II. Um, that's going to be heavy stuff, but it does sound really good. I have a feeling that would be a, probably a really interesting documentary. I agree. Uh, last but not least, and th- I think that this one here has a very interesting premise as well. Uh, and that is last 
Passenger. Wait a minute here. I want to make sure that I get the right. There it is. Last Passenger from 2013, hour and 37 minutes. Action thriller. Uh, a small group of everyday passengers on a speeding London commuter train battle their warped driver who has a dark plan for everyone on board. So a little bit of action going on there. So I got a comedy, documentary, and an action movie. Oh, you did good. You did good. Um, hmm. I didn't do any research on these movies, so you, I, I'm only going on what you're selling me. That's good. That, I like that. Good. I, although that one yeah. elephants fight, that one I had added right away. Ghost team. Hmm. Okay. Over on my side. I have endured two weeks of hour 45, hour 50 roulettes. <laughs> and so you went, uh, no safety net this week. It's all straight roulettes. So, <laughs> sorry, but I've eaten the green one two weeks in a row. And, but at least I kept the run times down. Uh, first up, level up. Ooh, 84 minutes. With his girlfriend in the custody of mass strangers, a slacker suddenly finds himself in a race across town to deliver a mysterious package. 84 minutes, though. Uh, next up, yeah. Traded, a uh, Western. When an aging gunslinger learns his daughter's been sold into slavery, he ventures into a deadly world of degenerates to kill the worst of them all. Uh, 98 minutes, but this has uh, some names in it. Chris Christopherson. Uh, which yeah the beard hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so i figured that was that merited getting thrown on there and lastly uh ludo ludo l-u-d-o needing a secluded place for a late night tryst two couples stow away in a mall after hours uh, but are quickly uh. <laughs> quickly ensnared in a gruesome and deadly game 88 minutes i i could not resist throwing this on there because your selling point for me with chopping mall was, well, they sneak into a mall after hours and get trapped. <laughs> I was, as soon as I saw this synopsis, I was like, Ludo for you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. There we go. There's the grenades. Yep. They are all grenades, but Hey, I, and, uh, I could be wrong, but I think Ludo might be a Netflix original, maybe? I think that's a Bollywood movie, so... Eh, there's a lot of Indian names what? floating really? around. Yeah. Well, I, that's I'm like, my bad. I would not have thrown that on there if I would known that. I don't, I don't go yeah, for it. Yeah, I saw the uh, the names attached to it, and I'm like, oh, that, um, that could be Bollywood material there, and uh, yeah. I'm going to look at this. I, I don't think that's... Are you... Go ahead. Try and pronounce yeah. some of them. Actually, yeah. While while I'm deciding, yeah, just 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 look at the names and uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at them. I'm like, I'm not going to even try to butcher one of those names. Kamilka. Uh, be- oh, no, oh I am. okay. The yeah, very so, first person's yeah. got the bullseye on the. F- no, no, my bad. I didn't know that was a bother <laughs> thing. <laughs> so I'm down to two. I'm down to two movies. You want me to throw you another um, one on there because they it's December first, so they added a bunch of crap. I could find you another one if you desperately need it. Um, I mean, I had one picked out. If you want to just, just to, just to, well, I get to I go first to on, shake on, things. on picking. Uh, okay. So give me one sec here. I can maybe do this one. This is my stupid song while I waste time searching on the internet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. They added the Angry Birds movie, by the way. Uh, with my bo- they did. Yep, my boys have already watched wow. it twice today. 
That's actually pretty impressive. I'm actually um as I'm gonna add that right now. It's actually very funny. Uh by the way, since, yeah, since I, we're totally derailing right now, a Christmas horror story. Refresh my memory. You like that oh, one? Yes? Okay. Because they, uh, yes. they added that one too. I was I was going to text you and I'm like, nope, I'm actually going to make that official on the podcast, like telling you you need to watch that movie, especially with Christmas coming up. I'm like, there you go. You need to check that one out. Do you want I own that one on Blu-ray. Do you want a Orson Welles? Starring movie from 1959? No. Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Keep right on trucking. Uh, you actually, if I read the synopsis, you might like that. There's a doc. <laughs> There's a doc I added, but it's 56 minutes. Ooh. Nope. Maybe. Nope. <laughs> You're getting off easy enough as it is with the short run times. Oh, maybe a Will, Will Smith movie? Hey. All right, The Legend of Bagger Vance. No, <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay, well, um, okay. <laughs> uh, hold okay. on, hold on, uh, hold on. That... There's a couple more here. I'm, I'm just... oh, damn it. See, there's good docs, but they're all 60 minutes, and you you don't, you don't, have not earned that. <laughs> Rodeo and Juliet. <laughs> what? Rodeo and Juliet? Yeah. Cowboy oh, and a girl lord. looking for... Oh. Yeah, looking for... Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's a. How about a Jeff Fahey joint? Hey, now we're talking. Too late from 2015. Looking for a woman from his past, a hard-drinking private eye slips into an odyssey across a seedy Southern California he knows all too well. Perfect. Uh, 103 minutes. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, too late. Um, okay. okay. It, well. well Alright, that one's too long, too. Okay, that's it. Okay, yeah, so too late is going to be the, yeah, oh, replacement for... Wait, you're you're going with that one? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. deleting the Ludo thingy yeah, and fine. adding too late to the, yeah, to the, to my choices. Okay, is it my turn, or...? Oh, I guess I go first, sorry. Uh, one of those days. Ghost team on... Uh, last Passengers. i am just been eating shit like crazy the last couple of weeks. Why <laughs> Why stop the train now? Why stop? Yes, yes. Last Passengers. I, I have Last Passengers. Is it pass- Passenger... It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Um, S or no S? Yeah, Over to you. Okay, and... Um... Yeah, I'm going to take that level up, and here's why. We actually showed that at the Nightlight Cinema in Akron. It, we had a like a one day only showing from the studio that released it. They, oh, shit. they yeah, wanted us to play it. And so, um, there you go. I've <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, it's, it played for one day and uh, it's from the studio film buff. And there's a whole backstory to that company, but anyway, um, so level up it is. Yeah. That's a hell of a sell. <laughs> yeah. It's, Ah, come on. Expectations at zero. Well, 84 minutes, some kind of action-y thing, heisty, whatever. You you can't, you you could do far worse. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Uh, level up. Next week, it will be Last Passenger or Zers up against Level Up on the roulette. Perfect. And let's move into our first segment of December for the uh, Disney, Disney December. And for this episode, we decided to kick it off with uh, Disney's top ten live-action films. And I guess 
We should say that we didn't include the Marvel movies. They're technically Disney now. I kind yeah. of went with all kind of older, more traditional Disney for the live action stuff. And I, I included Pixar in their animated list that will be coming up for the next two weeks. But for this time, it was ju- we just kind of focused on the live action stuff. Yep. Um, okay. Is there anything else I need to do to set that up, or just you want to? No, I think dive, that should dive right in with number ten. You're. I have first. a well. I have a feeling that that we're probably like. I mean, I have a feeling that when we start to go through these, it's like, wait, no, wait, what? That doesn't quite go with the live action, but it kind of does, I guess. Uh, like, because I have some pretty new stuff on mine. I do too, but. Oh okay. What? Hmm. There are some hybrid movies in there, and I talked to, uh, to you privately about. Yeah, uh, that's that's. Well, I talked to you privately yeah, about doing some hi- uh, doing a hybrid segment, but first of all, we got to get through this Disney crap in a month, and second of all, I only found like three that I really wanted to talk about. So I thought maybe we'd just do an honorable mention at some point during the month and and do the hybrid Perfect. hybrid. Obviously, you're going to get into okay. a, a combination of CGI as technically animation, and we're, we're, I'm not going to get too crazy on it. There was only a couple that were that I wanted to talk about like Pete's dragon and bed knobs and broomsticks where it was like literally that kind of, um, Roger rabbit animation on top of live action. If you want to yeah. throw, if any of those made it to your list that you want to throw in there on the live action, I don't care. That's that's okay. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, number 10 for you, Disney top 10 live action. Top 10 for me is we start things off with a fairly new movie. Uh, and that would be Oz the Great and Powerful. I have, I, uh, have not seen that one. That's a very good movie. I watched this only one time, but uh, this is actually one where I, I try to avoid, honestly, uh, I try to avoid 3D movies at this point. I'm just, the, the fad is, it's done. But this is one that I do remember being very impressed with the 3D effect uh, in this movie. This is a Sam Raimi movie, and it has some Sam Raimi-ish parts to it, but it's it was a very good movie. I was surprised at how much I liked the movie. And going through all of Disney's list of live action, I'm like, oh, you know what? That was really good, and it really set things up for the original Wizard of Oz. So that made my list number 10. Did you see that there's a Showtime or something show coming? Maybe it's TBS? I can't remember. Because uh, I don't have cable, I don't give a crap which channel is putting it out, but there is a Oz dark reimagining coming out for, as a TV mm. show. And I, there was a trailer for it the other day, and it looked really wicked. Nice. All right. Sorry. Everybody, continue to pause while I look for the internet. Dun, dun, dun. Number 10 for me is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Have you seen this movie? Nope. Never heard of it. <laughs> wow. From 1959. A wily old codger matches wits with the king of the leprechauns and helps play matchmaker for his daughter and the strapping lad who has replaced him as caretaker. And I believe the strapping lad is played by Sean Connery. In his very young 0070 times, 1959 might have wow. been before them. Uh, I have have not watched this movie in decades. I'll be completely honest, so I'm not entirely sure that it holds up. A few weeks ago, I was stumbling around a flea market and came across the clamshell VHS copy of this movie for a dollar. and I uh, 50 cents, actually, and I gave the guy a buck. I couldn't resist. There's a lot of cool old-school green screeny effects where the leprechauns are, like, three inches tall, you know, up against people that are normal-sized. So it's got a lot of those old-school kind of effects. I remember that, and I just... 
remember loving this movie. So we'll see. I'm going to watch it, or at least maybe show it to Addy in the next couple of weeks on VHS, the old crackly baby. And oh, yeah. we'll see if it holds up. But for now, going through that list, it, it, the other one I was debating uh, for number 10, was that or... Um, oh, damn it. What was it called? Treasure Island. And I said, you know what? I, I, oh, I seem to remember not yeah. like being as in love with it when I revisited that one. And I revisited that one sooner than uh, Darby O'Gill. But I, for now, Darby O'Gill gets number 10. Okay. Okay, next up for me, number nine, is 2014's Maleficent. Uh, this is the one with Angelina Jolie in it. And uh, this is basically the alternate, I don't want to say alternate reality, but kind of version of Sleeping Beauty. And this is one of their... Basically, a live-action retelling of a classic Disney movie. Um, this one here, I kind of remember it getting a lot of hate. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought that she was perfectly cast as um, as Maleficent in it, which is she's the evil witch in the original Sleeping Beauty. But I like how they basically turned that original story on its head and she is actually good and everybody else is a, pretty much a despicable scumbag in it. And it really worked good. The special effects are great. Uh, this was a, this was a good movie. In fact, if you haven't seen it, I would be surprised if you wouldn't like it, especially for the effects in it. The effects are great. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I will definitely watch it. And as I recall it, the reception, it was very negative leading up until the movie's release with the trailers and everything. It was like, why are we doing this? What the hell? And then when the movie actually came out, it actually banked, I think. And people were like, this is a yeah. pretty good movie. So I don't think it was yeah. totally crapped upon. And I love, I love Sleeping Beauty and Malef like the animated movie. We'll get into that later with the, cause, because yeah. it gets so dark in that third act and dragons flying around. So I was not against this movie at all until I saw the, that those trailers and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. But I will definitely check it out. You should. And again, it it was it's Disney. Um they tried something different. Like how it's set up the whole storyline. I'm like, that is that's it's not just a straight up remake of Sleeping Beauty. It's it's a, a completely different different beast. And I thought that was really cool how they did that. And I I, I own it on Blu-ray and now I'm probably gonna watch it again here pretty soon. Cool. Uh, okay, number nine for me is 1975's Escape to Winch, Witch Mountain. Ooh, nice. Uh, two mysterious orphan children have extraordinary powers and are chased by a scheming millionaire. But where do these kids really call home? And for most of this movie, it's like, okay, that's kind of interesting. You can move shit with your mind. You can talk to other people with your, you know, all right, I get it. That's cool. And then you get to the end and you're like, holy shit, this is aliens. We're, we're, there's aliens here and UFOs and bad ass. I, yeah. Again, I lean, much like you, leaning to the darker stuff. The, oh, yeah. dark arts and mind powers? I'm in. <laughs> And it has The Rock, right? No, 1975. I know, I'm, that was a stupid joke, yeah. No, you're good. Okay. I promise I'll cut it out, probably. Number eight for you. <laughs> I haven't, okay, seen, the, I haven't and... seen the remake, but I would, I would check it out. Oh, you should. It was harmless fun. I, I enjoyed it. It was funny, and it's The Rock playing The Rock, and yeah. Okay, uh, number eight for me is uh, 
is uh, I can't believe that it's ah shit. I can't believe it's this low because I'm looking at some of the other stuff. I'm like, oh, it's better than that. But oh well, here we're gonna go with it. Uh, is Tron? Uh, you just and going Tron one? I am just going Tron. Here's the thing. I'm going Tron one. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I, the the sequel is not on this list for me. I've only watched it one time. Um, and I really liked it, but I don't have that connection with it. And I've owned the Blu-ray since it came out, but haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I, don't, I don't accept <laughs> any review of Tron Legacy that you have that you have not since you haven't really watched it. And I believe yeah. you had a shitty theater experience with that too. It was awful. Yep. Yes, it was, uh, and, yep. and my wife didn't like it. And yeah. yep. Um, yep. but anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fine. The original Tron is <laughs> the original Tron is I've seen it numerous times, and it's a bit slow pace at times but it was groundbreaking at the time um and uh very very trippy visuals which i think for the most part hold up pretty good in that weird 80s sort of we're almost to cgi but not quite uh we'll so we'll get we'll I, get to tron i'm not going to review it right now but we'll get to it okay uh anything else you want to add for tron no, no. Okay. I'm, I have a feeling that we're going to probably talk about Tron Legacy here at some point or another. Mm, yeah, we'll see. Uh, mm, now, okay. uh, uh, since we're doing Disney, obviously a lot of these movies are extremely well known. And there are some on my list that I'm really not going to spend any time on whatsoever. Just a FYI. Okay. Uh, number eight, I have Popeye. Oh, that was a Disney movie? I, according to my research, yes. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll look it up here to verify. Robin Williams, Shelley Duvall, and this was the Robert Altman film that actually a lot of people like. I don't know. It got panned by critics, but it actually made pretty decent money. I think it cost twenty and made sixty. So it shouldn't have this mark in history of being like a, a, a negative scratch on Robert Altman's career because it's. A great frickin' movie. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. One of Robin Williams' best performances. Great performances all around, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it's Popeye. But, uh, I mean, I'm now I'm looking at it and I see a Paramount logo. But it was listed under Disney when I was researching it earlier. The only reason that I, I immediately questioned that is that there is a there is Popeye stuff at Universal in Orlando... Um, and that usually means that Disney has nothing to do with it because Universal and Disney are kind of the two big rivals, and which is our listeners are like, who cares? But I'm like, hmm, I thought Popeye was not Disney. Let's just put an, let's put an asterisk beside it because it was on the list okay. that was on like Wikipedia for Disney films. But now okay. I'm looking at it on IMDb and it's it's Paramount on the on the front logo of the DVD. So. I don't know, maybe I fucked that one up. If I did, then forget Popeye and Treasure <laughs> Island rules, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Uh, nice recovery! <laughs> not so much. Okay, uh, number seven for you. Seven for me is one that I reviewed recently. Uh, I did a write-up on Movie Freak's Facebook page, and that is 2015's Cinderella, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Lily James and the always reliable Kate Blanchett, who is... Just a goddess. I think she is such a great actress. But, uh, this is another, another reimagining from Disney. And yes, this is a, a kind of a chick flick type thing or not, maybe not a chick flick, but a, a more of a princess girl type movie. But I 
thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was beautifully shot. Of course, it should be because Kenneth Branagh made it. Uh, but the acting was good. Everything about it was just classic uh, Disney retelling and done very, very well. My, I think like one of my biggest complaints about the movie was that they didn't use the traditional Walt Disney castle. I really was hoping that we would get like a really cool new version of that that iconic castle, but instead it was very much not that. And I know that's a weird nitpicky thing, but for me, it, it literally took me out of the movie. I'm like, that's not Cinderella. That's some Irish looking Gothic castle. That's not what I was expecting, but eh, anyway, mm-hmm. it, it is a good movie. Very good movie. I, I'll check it out at some point, but uh, yeah, it's not high on my list. I'm not much of a Disney princess. <laughs> I mean, I can be, but <laughs> uh, oh, wait till we get wait till we get into the animated movies. Oh, I've got time. Uh, my my uh, my my girly self flies high in that uh, in that realm. <laughs> That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, number seven for me. Dang it! I was trying to bring up this damn pop. Remember, I'm researching this Popeye shit and you derailing from the shit I should be. <laughs> this one, I will be absolutely just. I, I'll pass out shocked if you if you've seen this movie. And that is 1972's Snowball Express. Huh? Yeah. I, wow. <laughs> when John Baxter inherits a ski resort in the Rocky Mountains, he quits his job in New York and moves his, the family west to run it, only to find that the place is a wreck. But they try to get it up and running against all odds. And this is just one of those movies like, um, how can I describe it for somebody who's never seen it? Maybe something like Herbie, where it's like, it's kind of silly and over the top, but our family connected to it more because uh, they're riding around in snowmobiles a lot. And they're making a hell of a lot of, uh, (sighs) it's so frickin' funny, dude. I I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I watch this movie over and over and over and over. It's so damn funny. Dean Jones, Nancy Olsen, Harry Morgan, these are classic actors that even not being a classic film buff, you would you would see them in a second and go, I know them. I know what his voice sounds like. I can even do an impression of his voice. Like, that's how classic their faces are. You would instantly recognize them. And this movie is absolutely frickin' hilarious. I love it. Maybe it's just me, whatever. It doesn't matter. Snowball Express easily finds a spot on my top ten. Oh, that's great. Okay. Number six for you. Okay, six for me is 1954's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Starring Kirk Douglas, James Mason, Paul Lucas. The movie is iconic. I have not seen this movie in many, many years, but uh, the few times that I did watch it way back in the day, remember thinking this is the greatest thing ever, ever, ever made. And uh, I have a feeling that back in the day when this did come out, this was like a huge budget, uh, epic-y type thing, because that's what it feels like. To me. Yes. I seem to recall it being that as well, and I had the DVD of it, and I went back and revisited it, and it was just... It felt to me like two hours ten of slog, and then a really cool squiddy thing at the end. Like, oh, it was yeah. a bear to get through. I think I actually... I, there's a good chance I got rid of my DVD. It was like, I will never watch mm. this again. So, wow, yeah, it didn't make my list. Yeah, I'm just going on nostalgia here right now, because I haven't seen it in... in- Probably since the VHS days, but I just remember thinking this is 
amazing and yeah meh. uh okay. doing a little more research back to our popeye there at number eight i still uh, i'm seeing here that disney had the rights co-production partner was paramount so maybe paramount okay. had the releasing and disney still maintained some of the rights i don't know maybe somebody who cares more can go do a little bit more research but i don't and it still shows up on there is something to do with disney so at least maybe they had a hand in it okay number six for me Flight of the Navigator. Hmm. I remember nice. where I was and what I was doing the night that this premiered on Disney Movie of the Week, whatever the hell it was called at the time. And this movie came on. And my family gathered around to watch it, and I gathered around to watch it. And my mom was like, well, I gotta go do this thing, but we can't leave you here at home. And I was like, Mom, please, it's alright, it's fine, I'll be fine. I was like 12, maybe. You can leave me here at home alone. And they left, and I sat there and watched Flight of the Navigator by myself. Yep, and it was amazing. And then the movie was getting close to being over, and it gets a little freaky, and then I was like, my parents aren't home. And now I'm creeped out. And (laughs) being a 12-year-old kid in the 80s, uh, yeah, it's a very, very 80s movie. It still holds up, but that's why it's down at number six, because it maybe doesn't hold up or is it doesn't have as much rewatchability as some of the films that are to come. Yeah. Okay. Number five for you. Five for me is flight of the navigator. Ah, (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) I I kind of was expecting that one to not make your list. Oh yes. Uh, That's one where back in the day when VHS became a thing, uh, we would go to the local VHS store and I would just soak up all of the cover art goodness. And that was one of them that caught my eye. I'm like, that looks amazing. I have to see that. And we finally were able to rent that one. And I do believe I watched that several times in a row. It was so cool to me back then. And I, I, I haven't revisited it in years, but that spaceship looked so cool. Like the, a silver colored walnut or something. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, it holds up. And if I'm not uh, so, mistaken, I recorded this one on uh, VHS, like off the TV. I'm gotcha. off the original nice. broadcast. And I will never forget that when we went to uh, Disney or Universal Studios or I'm not sure, one of the parks we went to uh, on our Florida trip, we were driving around and there are no and they're riding around in their cart thing. And over on the side of piles and piles of uh, movie props off the side of the road. I saw the flight of the navigator ship and it was the open model that didn't have the door. So it was empty. Like you, there was a door yeah. hole and I was like, holy shit, there it is. And me, yep. we just drove right on by and I was I like, <laughs> yep. I was at that same park and you're absolutely right. That, that was at the Disney park. I yep. wanted to jump out of the cart <laughs> <laughs> and just, just cradle that big silver orb. Yes. I just wanted to climb deep inside it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, number five for me is Tomorrowland with George Clooney. And if you want to know my thoughts about that, I'm sure you can go back to a uh, episode where I reviewed it. It's a good flick. I have the Blu-ray here. I haven't rewatched it, so I don't know quite how well it's going to hold up. But, uh, well, I'll get to it eventually. But I did really okay. enjoy that film for some reasons that we'll get into with my next pick. So, number okay. four for you. <sighs> Number four for me is Tomorrowland. <laughs> I knew you knew we were going to double up on a lot of. It. I, I, I know. Figured, I, I, know I, I didn't yeah. figure we were going to have any paths crossing until the top five. But yeah, 
Yeah, the the streams are officially crossing right now. It's it's. <laughs> um, but it, everything you said, I love Tomorrowland. It was one of those where I remember when it came out, uh, which was what uh, not last summer, but the summer before. It didn't do that good, and then we went and saw it. And I'm like, why is this not doing that good? This is great. This is upbeat. Uh, I, I, that's one thing that I really appreciate about the movie is that it is a very much a feel good movie the whole way through with a really powerful, good message. And it, special effects are fantastic. Performances are great. It's a solid movie. I agree. Number four for me is from 1960. Uh, Swiss Family Robinson. Have you ever seen this film? Hmm. Yes, I have. I ha- This is one, another one of those old... Uh, I should say, like, Swiss Family Robinson, Snowball Express... Uh, Darby O'Gill, these were all, all movies that, um, were approved in the church library. So, oh, mm. and they have a slight fantasy tilt, maybe, kind of, so they got rented a lot. And I was approved to watch them as a kid, so you had to take what you can get. But Swiss Family Robinson, I watched over and over and over. I love this movie, and it still holds up. This is a fantastic movie. Uh, adventure. High adventure. Great performances from the little kids to the adults. It's amazing when you have that many kids in a movie and they're not annoying, as you well know. Yeah. Uh, they also yeah. deal with a lot of animals, crazy zebras and tigers to where you're like, did you just wing it? You just threw them in there. You're like, F it. Uh, hey, hey, here's a tiger in a pit. Hope you're going to be okay, kid. You'll be fine. He's trained probably. Because <laughs> damn, some of the scenes were crazy, and then pirates attack, and they're just like dropping piles of logs on people. I'm like, you literally just killed twelve people. There's no way yeah. that there was stunt actors in there or whatever. It, it's a fantastic film, and it yeah. still holds up today, especially for uh, it's time. What did I say? Uh, 1960. I mean, damn. Yeah. So I, I'm okay. sure as you can probably see from the way my list is going, I really, it's a healthy mix of enjoying those old Disney movies because they're so good. Some of them so good. Yeah. Okay. Number three. That one, I will say uh, that one did not make my list, but that was uh, vying for number 10. Actually, I was like, I should put Swiss family in there somewhere because I do have very fond memories of that movie as a kid, but I don't remember it as enough to put it on there. Like even 20,000 leagues. I remember that enough where I'm like, I should put that on there because I have, I I remember that enough, but Swiss family, I know I've seen it. I know I liked it, but I don't remember a thing about it. It's totally understandable. It's just, I'm one of those people that it plays into that tree house thing where I, I still have that kid inside me. I want that Peter Pan tree house, that giant crazy tree house where the, the giant conveyor belt feeds water up to the top level, and I build all this shit out of bamboo, yeah. and it's somehow believable, but in real life, it's like, no, it wouldn't be like that at all. <laughs> but it totally plays on that that treehouse age, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Okay, three for me is the original Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, this movie is, I'm not going to get into the technical details because everybody has probably seen this movie, but having ridden the ride so many times in my life now at Disney World, uh, they really did a good job of, and I know that the, the ride at, in Orlando was kind of retrofitted to be a little bit more like the movie after the movie was such a huge hit, but, um, I just think it was so cool how that movie, 
felt like a genuine pirate movie and what am I trying to say here? Um, it's a pirate movie and it's good and special effects and Gore Verbinski yeah. and Johnny Depp being weird. Duh, back to you. <laughs> it's Treasure Island. I'm, like, I'm trying to get no. It's Treasure Island without being '60s and crappy and oh, isn't it romantic that pirates exist? No, they were rapists and murderers and thieves and horrible people. <laughs> yeah, without going too far overboard into the rapey par- parts of what was pirate yes. life. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, see, I I remember seeing that one with you and some other friends up in Worcester, and I believe we were all like, "Wow, that was that was really good." Because yeah. I, I, I wasn't expecting it to be that good. I was expecting like, "Oh, it's a pirate movie. This is probably going to suck." And then it turns out like, "No, that was a good movie. That was really good." I actually. Well, I don't want to get into too much about the sequels. We'll talk about that later on. Okay. So, uh, where are we at? Number three. Number three for me is The Rocketeer. And I've reviewed this one before a time or two on the show, so you can go find that somewhere else. But it is a wonderful film, and it is totally Disney, and it was completely buried by... Oh, I get this wrong every time. Something. It was I either, remember that, yeah. yeah I think it was, it was Terminator 2 or Ju- Jurassic Park. It okay. was one of the two. I was going to say, yeah, I, I was going to say Jurassic Park, maybe. But yeah, that movie got buried. Yeah. You should watch it. And I think they've been trying to reboot that. They, they've been trying to take it, have, mm. have another stab at that apple. And I hope they, I, I hope they do. But as it is, it's a wonderful film. Absolutely wonderful. It has a little bit of that tone of dark city in a weird way where you really feel like you're in that twenties, thirties kind of forties era. It's hard to explain, okay. but you should, you should definitely revisit that film because it absolutely holds up. Nice. Number two. Number two for me is the latest incantation of the Jungle Book. This is John Favreau's latest CGI heavy uh, reimagining. It is fantastic. Uh, and honestly, I am putting this on here this high because the, uh, the actual production values of this movie are, are so stunning and the CGI is so seamless that um, it, it, it almost feels ahead of its time. It's that well done. Uh, my only nitpick with the movie is the child actor is a bit child actory. Um, but that's a minor nitpick. The story is so good and the action is everything about the movie is so, uh, epic Disney and it, it's a great movie and it's on Netflix now. You should check it out. Yeah, I was going to say recently added. Sorry, let me make a note here. I was just writing down your number one because now I know what it is. No, oh, there we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number that's a fairly easy number two for <laughs> me is the black hole. Uh, the only reason that this movie got the number two slot is because of rewatchability. It's a fantastic film. You know, I love it as much as you do, mm-hmm. but there are still those draggy parts with the stupid robots. Kind of <laughs> let me shoot the lasers at the space things or whatever, and it's like Vincent. All right, get on with it and. And also, it gets number two spot because I don't have a Blu-ray, I don't have an HD version, I still see the frickin' wires every single time they're trying to float around in quote-unquote zero-G. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mostly it comes down to time and rewatchability. This isn't something like, oh, I'm looking for a happy time, let's pop this in, where they go through a black hole and end up in hell somehow. Um, <laughs> Literally, yeah, there you literally, go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's still a, a wonderful film, and I love it to death, but I will let you wax on more about it, because okay. there is no way this isn't your number one. <laughs> number one for you. 
Is the black hole. <laughs> yep, of course. It is one of my favorite movies. I, I literally watch this movie every year. Um, I, it's almost flawless. And to, to me, it's at this point, even those laggy parts that you're talking about, and they are there. They are. But I love this movie so much that I now appreciate those. And I'm like, oh, here we go with the Vincent nonsense. But it's cool because it's laser beams and pew. And yeah. Oh, I agree. It's, but I... I love that this movie is – it's a huge budget Disney answer to Star Wars, but they go so dark in it. And I so appreciate that, that you're not expecting it with everything that comes before it and then it just turns to what it does. And we're like, wow, someone greenlit that um, and that goes real dark. Like we're talking like – I, I honestly, I think that there – not think. I know that there are parts of this movie that – uh, Paul Anderson took from to make uh, Event Horizon, that which is an extreme sci-fi horror movie. But there are shadows of the black hole in Event Horizon. Uh, same with Interstellar. Should we be talking and, to yeah. him too about what what are you doing? Because yes, that's, that's straight black hole nonsense. I mean, I get that yep. his ending was a little more upbeat and happy, but uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan's. But this one was like, what the hell? It was such a yeah. hardcore left turn, but. Man, it works so well, in my opinion. Again, it yeah. it just came down to, I'm looking at these two movies, which one do I want to watch right now? And it's yeah. always going to be the slightly more... Uh, no, it's not always going to be the slightly more happy one. It's just in this particular instance. It's... Yeah. I'm going to go this way. But you know it. It's funny because... Yeah, it's funny because whenever I start this, I bought this movie off of uh, Voodoo, the HD version, which it looks phenomenal. But whenever I start the movie, uh, my wife will text me and she'll be like, you're watching the black hole again, aren't you? Because it... <laughs> oh, I'm like, you want to join me? I'm like, you want to join me? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and the grid lines of the opening credits. Oh, the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so great. I love it. I love it. I do too. My number one live action Disney movie of all time. I do too. And I'm going to have a lot of people that are going to be spitting hate at me for the, for number one for me. But again, it just comes down to rewatchability. And number one for me is I doubled up on this one. I'm going Tron and Tron Legacy. Um, now I, okay. I really enjoyed, I like Tron. I like that movie. That movie's 90 minutes. And Tron Legacy is two and a half hours. Okay. Uh, the original Tron, I've said this before, but I'm just going to restate it. The original Tron is 90 minutes that feels like, feels like three hours. And Tron Legacy is two and a half hours that feels like 84 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It is such a treat of sight and sound, but I have to give respect to the original Tron for the amount of, um, story setting up that it does, uh, stage building for the sequel and because of the special effects, the groundbreaking special effects that it, it is gorgeous to look at. And that's really what makes the first Tron so remarkable is that it, you just looking at it, you're like, how the hell did they do this? This is amazing. Uh, the, but the story itself is, Oh, you got sucked into the computer. Great. And now you're back out again. Okay, good. Glad that worked out. Uh, with a lot of chalky, weird special effects along the way. But then yeah. we get to Tron Legacy, some oddy, uh, oddy, uh, some, <laughs> some fucking 20 odd, yeah. 30 odd years later. I don't even know how long it was, but it was a damn long time. And it, and uh, once you get into the meat of the story, you're like, that's what we're doing. 
Holy shit. I mean, you were blowing me with the visuals already, but the story is unbelievable. And the, the sights and sounds of this movie, the visual and the audio work is, it's my sound tester, dude. I got a new sound bar this week. And mm-hmm. it was like, if it doesn't pass the Tron legacy test, it's going, it's getting immediately returned. And I put this shit in and went right to the light cycle <laughs> battle. That's my tester. And it's, more or less passed. Passed enough for the price tag. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't blown away, but I was like, you pass. You pass. You're not fuzzing. Yeah. You're not buzzing out. Good enough. And yeah, while I was sitting there watching Tron Legacy with my four-year-old and my two-year-old, who can't sit through any damn movie, especially if it's live action, they were both sitting there, completely silent, completely wrapped up in the movie, and were pissed off when I turned it off. They were nice. Oh, 100% into it. And it's it's one of those weird situations where the first movie I, I'm not totally in love with anymore, but it is such a stepping stone for uh, the story that it gives all the emotion in the second part of it is was the buildup in the first one. So I have to give it respect. So that's gotcha. why it's one and two. Uh, I would probably give okay. the original Tron like a seven. And I give Tron Legacy a 9.5. It will never have a 10 because that young, agey shit they do with Jeff mm. Bridges, it, it looks like ass. It, it was not there. Uh, they've done it much better now with Robert Downey Jr. and Civil War and whatnot. It, it, it's fully functioning now, but back then, it still does not quite yeah. float. He looks weird. Uh, that being said, Legacy is amazing film. Absolutely amazing. The, oh, it's so good. Do you think that there we're ever going to see a part three? We fucking better, man. We, we yeah. better. Because they keep teasing <laughs> us with that... us, with it, and I, I want to yeah. see it so bad. But I really want the guy that did Legacy to do it. Because I think he has a real, yeah. uh, handle, a real grasp on the, on the, the depth and, and the gravitas that, is at the heart of this series. And I think if you, if you don't have that much love for it, you're just, it's just going to be like, look at flashy special effects. And that's not what drives legacy. It's really heart. It's really a love for that original storyline. Yeah. Yeah. The the director was uh, Joseph uh, Kaczynski. He also did oblivion, which I personally love. Fantastic film. Fantastic. film. A lot of people that are like, that's a shitty movie. I don't, yeah. Get that at all. That was a great film. I, yeah. The, I'm not sure who did the uh, music for that, but I know it wasn't Daft Punk, but uh, Daft Punk was another reason why I do remember uh, Legacy being so good as the Daft Punk soundtrack. I could be wrong, and I'll look this up here, uh, but uh, I think it was... See, Daft Punk is like two guys, and I think that yeah. um, he got the one guy was more interested in doing score stuff, and I think he got him back for for oh, Oblivion. Okay. I could be wrong. I'll look that up, but that's going to wrap up our top ten live-action Disney films for Disney December segment one. Next week, we will be doing 20 to 11, 11? of yeah. our animated films. And then the week after that, we'll do 10 to 1 of our Disney animated films. And then we'll see. We're getting into Christmas time now, so may, may not be an episode. Might be a phone-in kind of thing. We'll see. We'll okay. figure it out. It, we'll find, okay. There's more than enough Disney topics to cover, but uh, that's the general game plan at this point. Um, yeah. We still have some time to tackle some recently watched. 
Excellent. Do you have any that you can like double up, triple up, like speed through some, whatever? Because I I've got a ridiculous amount of recently I've watched. I've been watching some good shit, but. Uh, you're up first, so I'll leave it to you if you want to do one, two, whatever the hell you want to do. Go for it. Okay, well, I'm going to start things off with <laughs> with a movie that I just finished up before the podcast. And uh, this is the greatest thing ever of all time in the galaxy. Um, if you say the two words that I think you're going to say, I'm going to demand an immediate apology from you. <laughs> so it's this little movie called Miami Connection. I, I want my apology <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah. No. Nope. Why did you ever tell me I about this thing? I want my apology right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Carry on. People that have no yeah, people that have no. Here's the thing. Okay, so so on top of Miami Connection, like the two greatest things ever, like have kind of just engulfed me today is this movie and then like my new favorite band called Steel Panther, which is like this modern '80s. <laughs> glam rock band with like with totally inappropriate lyrics um uh and i'm just gonna just rabbit trail for just just 30 40 seconds songs include asian hooker glory hole uh it won't suck itself uh oh and this timeless classic gang bang in the old folks home so it's good listening for the whole mm-hmm. family <laughs> Carry on. Um, especially to go along with miami connection so we've got some 80s glam rock um, and it was, it was like literally two hours of just this weird eighties nostalgia insanity, like with this inappropriate stuff, music. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Miami connection before the podcast. And then I, I started watching this and I'm like the first five minutes. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, it's I. It's nothing. It, the movie is nothing. It's just bad actors singing and drinking and going to the beach and fighting, kind of, and working out and then doing taekwondo. And uh, what else do they do? Uh, they beat each other up in a railroad uh, There's one Chinese station. guy that's constantly telling them they need to... Uh, stay the course and be good and, and, and try and martial arts and blah, 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 and then gangs attack and yes, knock, knock there is no storyline really. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I told you, this is, this is the total shit. And yes, it's awesome. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really bizarro two hours of my, of my life listening to this really weird music. Followed by this movie, and I'm like, wow, this is, oh man, but th- this movie is truly, like, I, I, my wife actually watched part of Miami Connection with me, and, <laughs> and she was actually laughing, and I'm like, you know, this is actually so bad that it, it transcends that, and it could be made today, like, this could be released today as a, like, brand new movie that literally someone just shot, and it would be hailed as, you have to see this movie. It's so great because it's it's that bad good. Does that make yeah, sense? It is definitely a good bad bad good situation. Beyond so, a doubt, and that's anyway. how I sold it to you. And you're like, eh. And now it's not on Netflix yeah. anymore, so I can't even. I don't think I can even rewatch yeah. it. But that's yeah. okay. And the only reason I, I I'm like because I got it on Blu-ray, and I'm like I'll watch it here pretty soon. But I, after listening to some of that glam rock stuff, I'm like, okay, now I'm in a full on '80s uh, nostalgia mood. Let's just 
get this done with before the podcast. Oh, so we're going to get into some of that shit. Uh, but Gary, on what, what did you uh, watch? Oh, Miami. Connection. Oh no, I thought you were saying what? that you there, there was something else. I'm sorry, I thought you were leading into something else. Like no, that set no, the tone. That and we're like, yeah. now I'm going to yeah. watch something else. 80s. Okay. Yeah, it was Steel Panther followed by Man Miami okay. Connection. My bad. So it, yeah. Okay, uh, back to me, I guess. Um, man, where does the time go? <sighs> so much to review. Um, I'm gonna do a round here. I'm gonna do a speed round real quick, where it's I because I, I've been <laughs> because I've rewatched or rewatched because I've watched so much garbage lately. I was like, I need to cleanse my palate and watch some stuff that I know I'm going to enjoy. So this is going to be a very quick round where I just real quickly touch on shit I've been rewatching because I've rewatched a lot of shit. Rambo First Blood. This is a divisive film for me. I go back and forth. I, initially, I did not like it. I was meh on it. Didn't think it deserved the praise that it got. And every rewatch, especially with rewatching the series, I now understand the origin more and I like this movie. It holds up. Very good. Deadpool. Second round. Still good. I thought I would be more annoyed by Reynolds kind of flash in the pan jokes or, you know, the mile uh, uh, 50 jokes a minute kind of thing where it would get old. But on the second uh, watch, it still was entertaining. I, I It didn't bother me too much. So Deadpool still thumbs up. John Wick, still a good action movie. Still a thumbs up. I'm not... Uh, I'm a little less blown away with it on the second round, but very much looking forward to the sequel, and let's see where we go from there. Still still a very good, solid film. And last but not least, the Evil Dead remake. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> now, you have seen this movie uh, more times than the director uh, while he was editing it, and <laughs> I've seen it two times. Uh, so... And the second time was a the latest unrated director's whatever. Yeah. I didn't see the... Uh, how do I put this? Because <laughs> I've only seen it twice. I didn't see a ton of extra gore or whatever. Because I've only, this is the only second time. So uh, I didn't see what was new. I haven't studied the film. Okay. I didn't study the theatrical cut, so... Yeah. Take that for what it is. I'm, I, that's not a negative. I just, I, I watched it the second time and the, this time they say there was more in there. Uh, I take them at the word. It was good. I enjoyed the film. I still give it a thumbs up. Probably less so than the first time though, because man, that third act, dude, it, it still feels like, uh, a, uh, a, 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 what could have been, you know, there are mm. several things in that third act that just don't make a lick of damn sense. He, like he's going to, I don't even give a shit about spoilers. Yeah. I'm going to kill her, then I'm going to bury her, then I'll shock her awake after the I, I dig her out of the dirt. Like, what does that mean? What? Where did you get that idea? And maybe I'm just missing something because I've only watched it twice, but it's like, was there something in the book where it was like, well, if you kill them and then bury them and then dig them up and then shock them, then, then you're good. But, huh? Yeah. I was very confused by that. And then, again with same reaction with the first viewing her doppelganger crawls out of the ground. I'm like, why didn't you have anything else but that? Just a, a huge a, creature. Not, doesn't even have to be huge. Just a slightly bigger, even a guar, uh, fricking guitarist 
crawling out of there. It would have been the shit. Do you remember in, ep- in part two where it was this big mouthy thing comes in through the... Yeah. And everybody was like, what the fuck is that? Nobody cared because it was so, like, that's cool. Do that. But instead it's her. So it just makes you confused. So it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. But the raining blood shit was cool and everything else in the movie was, I'm totally down for. Just those two little aspects where I'm like, this is, it's not that it's not good. It's just that it's confusing. Why are you confusing me? Yeah. Uh, anyway. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I got you. I read you loud and clear. I've, I have those same issues. I overlook those, I think, because I love everything else about the movie so much. But I do remember the first time I watched it, I'm like, why didn't we have some, some crazy looking evil creature instead of just her doppelganger in the end? Which, it didn't, it was you know, cool. You wouldn't even have to go expensive with it. They did Pyramid Head in Silent Hill, and that was just kind of a guy with a thing on his head. That couldn't have cost that yeah. much. You, you didn't have to go like, stupid crazy where it cost a ton of money just do something weird and messed up that would match the rest of the fucked upness of the rest of the movie and, yeah uh, again it's it in a weird way yeah. I, I feel like i'm being a little nitpicky with it so I, I don't take it as like i'm being i hate it or something i'm not i it's still a damn good movie it's it's creepy and gets under your skin and uh does a good job of yeah. that, but anyway, I watched it. Okay, back to you. Okay, okay. So um, I watched a oh this one here. I I didn't let you know about this one uh, that I saw that no, this is a good one uh, in the theater. Uh, Ouija Origin of Evil. This is at the Dollar Theater. Okay. Um, you are aware of this movie, correct? I mean, yeah. I mean, I. Uh, I believe the general consensus on the first one was that it sucks, so... Exactly, and it, I never saw the first one. However, this one here was getting some pretty good reviews, and it was directed by Mike Flanagan, who directed uh, Hush, which I know you weren't a big fan of, but I did like. So I checked out uh, this one, which is a prequel to the first one, and I am happy to report this is a really good movie. I'm very impressed with this thing. It's a so it's, it's creepy. It's a prequel? It is a prequel. It's set in the I think the sixties. Uh, yeah, it's set in the mid sixties. My voice went so high on the uh, last. It's a prequel. <laughs> it's set in the sixties. Uh, mother and her two daughters are in this house, and they're like the mother is a medium and does you know. Mm-hmm does palm readings and uh, the one daughter gets into Ouija boards. And next thing you know, there's a creepy demon thing in the house. Uh, priest helps them try to get rid of it. And it's all sorts of spiritual shenanigans. And it was good. I liked it. It was, uh, it was much better than I was expecting it to be. It's not there. I liked the fact that they didn't rely a whole lot on jump scares, but a, they really, he, they really tried to do the whole sense of dread type of thing. And it worked pretty good. I, I was impressed. It's, I didn't think that I would, I, I'll probably go back and watch the first one now, which I'm, it's set in modern times. And I guess that this one obviously will lead up to that, but I'll probably check that one out now. But this was for a, for a part two of a movie that got awful reviews generally, it was pretty damn good. Cool. That is interesting, though, that I'm 
why would they go prequel right after the first one? I mean, didn't even merit a sequel. We're just like right to the beginning, right to the, uh, oh, this is what happened before that. Yeah, I know. And, and the thing is, because I have nothing to go on with the first one, I this one here is a perfectly like self-contained movie. Um, I I would not be surprised if you would really enjoy this movie. It's well acted, well shot. This would this would to me would make a total Netflix gem in the rough. Okay, or, or a good dollar theater movie. Well, there you I'll go. wait and see what you think about the original Ouija, yeah. and we'll go from there. Yeah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to do uh, another double header, and I'll, I'll be done for time. Okay. Uh, Drive Hard, I teased last episode and half reviewed most of it with uh, John Cusack and uh, The Punisher, and I finished it up, and it's yeah, it's a piece of shit, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you want to watch it, you can. It's on Netflix, let's put it that way. It was so low budget that they couldn't even stop laughing at each other. While they were making it, it just, I, I just don't have that much else to say about it. I, I don't know. It, it, it's a thing and it exists and it's not the worst thing I've ever watched. If I had it on the roulette, I'd be like, I laughed a few times and, uh, they laughed a lot. And, uh, and that was somehow amusing for 90 minutes, but, uh, there you go. And there were some cool cars. The end. Uh, next, okay. next up. Candyman 2, Farewell to the Flesh. Oh, okay, here surprise, we go. Surprise, surprise. You want to hear this one? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's like a 90s horror movie, but a sequel. And uh, yeah. they do some origin stuff on Candyman, because you want the backstory on that. And uh, there you go. <laughs> oh. oh, is there bumblebees, or is there bees or wasps, yeah, or something in it? Or? He's full of bees. This is all his... No, okay. It's like his origin story. I don't know why I'm questioning Ouija so much when this is practically uh, the origin story of the frickin' uh, Candyman. But uh, it is what it is, and you know what? It wasn't awful. It just... It is a very much a product of its time. Uh, I... Are there more of these? Do I have to go down, further oh, down the there's, Candyman? There's more of them. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> okay, stay yep. tuned in about three weeks when we decide to do a commentary track for Candyman 15, the origin of the beast. Candy, Candyman versus Leprechaun. <laughs> I would much rather watch that movie than all of the Candyman movies <laughs> yeah. I'm about to watch, apparently. <laughs> Okay. All right, I'm, uh, that's it for me. I, only because I have uh, I have been on a documentary kick, and I have three documentaries I really want to talk about, but I want to save them for a time when I'm going to be more level headed to talk about them. Because oh, gotcha. It's all good stuff. I might okay. actually text you the movies that I'm going to talk about, so you might be able to watch them, and we can just get oh, okay. them right off the uh, the mess. Okay. Uh, one more round for you, if you if you want. It's up to you, or we can wrap up. No, I've got one more round in me. Okay, well, try and couple a few yeah. of them in there, because I've talked about, like, uh, 17 movies, uh, and you've okay. talked about, like, th- two, so. Ouija! Ouija. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> here's my Zero Star movie of the week. Sweet. <clears throat> um, All Through the House, which I was reading about uh, getting good reviews, because it's a killer Santa Claus movie from 2015. Yeah, uh, good reviews but- from... Yeah, exactly. Good reviews from 
you just yeah. don't learn, he, do you? You just don't learn. I know. I don't. I don't. It's 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 bloggers. It's like shithorror.com. Yes. Yeah. Two, two, uh, two thumbs up my ass. Yeah. Sit back, smoke your bong, and, and give this movie a thumbs up. Uh, so, yeah, it's a zero-budget movie. Um, th- th- literally, like, I, baby diarrhea. I, I don't know how to describe this. I hated it so bad. And it's one of those where I'm like, this is no talent at all. And they have not quite a high-def camera. And it's like my high school buddies are going to star in this movie and we're going to splash a whole bunch of red paint. And, Oh, I think that's about a three out of 10 on my scale, because at least the diarrhea would be caught in a diaper as opposed to the milk vomit (laughs) that I'll be cleaning up at some point this evening, which will be all over the floor (laughs) and the wall and the the gate that is hard to clean all the little holes (laughs) on. He'll find a way to puke into that. Yeah, oh, yeah. This uh, the movie was literally it's just stinky tan liquid. That's I okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Got uh, okay. Next, um, uh, let's end on a good note here. Uh, okay, another newer movie. Well, shit. I've got a newer movie and then an old classic movie. Uh, which one do you want to hear do about? Both. Fuck just... it. Do both. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so this one here is actually was. Quite surprising to me. Uh, Frankenstein. And this is a new movie, by the way, uh, from... Let me just find it here. You can just cut this out. No, I'm um, not going to. I, Frankenstein? Oh, good. Or... Damn it. Wow, this is the it Aaron Eckhart thing. No, not that. Okay. Um, Frankenstein. The... Uh, Damn it. The guy um, that made Thor? No. Nope. There it is. Okay. Um, from 2015. What? Starring. That direct yes. video thing? Yeah, starring, uh, what's her name from, uh, this is, yeah, Danny, uh, Houston is in it. You know who that is? Yes. You, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, he's in it and, uh, what's the lady's name from, from The Matrix? Uh, Carrie Moss. Carrie Moss. She's gotta be in it. I am not seeing her name in the, <laughs> I'm not, not seeing her name in here. I'm like, why is she not in here? She had uh, okay. So this is a modern day retelling of Frankenstein's story, and this is very well done. It's very, it's like very depressing, which is odd. Like, I, like when the movie was done, I'm like, I'm kind of depressed, but it was very well done. It's like a, a the movie starts with a this attractive, like a well built, attractive guy waking up, and there's doctors in front of him. Um, and then from there, things just go downhill fast with him, but it's there. They take parts from the original novel and like, he kind of voices over what's going on with him. But I got to say, this was very well done. Uh, a gem in the rough here. Honestly, really that, that hardcore. I remember seeing the trailer for this and being, it looked like the trailer was so horribly cut together. I was like, there's no way that's good, but yeah, it's, it's a good movie and it's, but it, Tony Todd's in it, uh, but I was just surprised at how truly sad the movie was. Like I'm like, this is a very sad movie. <laughs> well, it should be. Um, the Frankenstein story is a is a sad tale. Carrie Ann Moss is indeed in Carrie Ann Moss. I yeah. found her. Yep, it's a good movie. I give this one. Uh, I gave it three and a half stars. Uh, a total, total surprise for me. 
Okay. So, anyway. Well, I'll, I'll check it out. Where, where did you watch yeah. it? I uh, got it on Blu-ray, so there you go. You might have to check that one out. All huh? right, yeah. Maybe pass it along. Yep, I got that one on the cheap. Again, because I have heard good reviews on horror sites. I'm like, uh, okay, I got it for cheap. Because uh, I've been wanting to watch it, and then it turned out to actually, like, okay, that was legitimately a good movie. That's surprising. That, that... I was surprised. Seriously, like, uh, especially because it wasn't really there was no jump scares it was just more of a depressing horror movie <laughs> that's what frankenstein story is though. i know it's depressing <laughs> yeah yes but christopher lee and hammer and nah, cheesiness and nah. <laughs> okay um, your last one okay last one is 19 the only reason i'm going to talk about this movie is the difference of film versus digital and that is 1980s the boogeyman from yuli lomel i have this on blu-ray and um I've watched this movie. Uh, first time I watched it was when I was a kid. I watched it on TV, and then I, and I loved it back then. This was one of the big box VHS movies, so I watched it originally on like an off like channel forty three, and then I uh, rented it after that, and then I just rewatched it every so often. And uh, I just kind of I kind of love this movie for some odd reason because it's low rent, silly story. Uh, two kids watch. Their scumbag mom have sex with her boyfriend, and the brother kills the boyfriend. Years later, the uh, the brother won't speak, and the girl is she's got her own issues. But one it thing leads like to another. Sounds like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the Santa Claus suit and Mother Superior um, and Deer Antlers. Uh, but so this one here has got a mirror. The mirror breaks and thus unleashes the spirit of the deceased boyfriend. Um, it is all standard run of the mill slashery type stuff. Fairly poorly acted, I guess. But this is what's odd is watching it again. Um, it feels so much bigger than it is because it was shot on film. And it, this is so weird. I'm like, I would hate this movie if it would be on a new movie on digital Netflix or whatever. I'm like, this would probably be considered a complete piece of shit. But watching this movie on Blu-ray, remastered in like 35 millimeter film and that has that old school setting it works it works so well where'd I'm you like, get it from i have uh this is one you won't be watching this is region b yeah i assumed this is going to be some bullshit where you're like yeah here's a piece of shit 80s film that just well it's on blu-ray and it looks amazing so thumbs up <laughs> yep yeah it's thumbs up and it's from the uk yeah. arrow uh, no, uh, the company was uh, 88 Films yeah. released this one. Even more obscure. But, uh, that, yes. That's why it, you like it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> but it, seriously, it's like if this would be a Netflix HD thing, I would probably hate it. Yeah. But it's Wasn't there a Boogeyman movie from the uh, late yes. 90s, early 2000s, something? There there was, but it has nothing to do with it. It's totally okay. it's just that was, in name only. Well, that was my only question. Is it related at all, even if in name no. only? Okay. I think I think it's it's just they took that same name, but it's it's not anything connected to it. But yeah, so the plot or nothing has nothing to do with it. No, okay. there's nothing nothing remotely the same. So okay. Anyway, it's just a part of my childhood. I thought it was cool, and no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I I completely go to bat for the stuff all the time. I like that movie is amazing and it scares the shit out of me. Oh, only because I watched it on an eight inch black and white. Uh, television set broadcast on yeah. 43 
same exact kind of story. And yeah, and I watched this terrifying. on on forty three, and I'm like, this is so scary and so creepy. And I watched it again the other day, and I'm like, oh, it took me back to my childhood. I'm like, this movie scared the shit out of me. It's so cool, but it's cheesy and really not that good, but it works. Well, and that's our show. Yeah, it's it's cheesy, but it's it's shitty, but it works. With Family yeah. Robinson from nineteen fifty <laughs> sixty, whatever the hell, because the pirates are invading and they're going to attack my treehouse, and for some reason that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're getting on in time. We need to wrap this up. Uh, anything else you want to add for the boogeyman? No, I'm good. That's... All right. Do you want to do a tease for the next episode? Um, I you can say no, know. and we can just wrap it up. Okay, I'll say no then. Okay, I'll watch all sorts of crazy shit. There, there you go. Good job. Okay, let me do a yeah. tease here in depth of what I'm going to watch next. Um, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to try to throw you off your game. Because hmm. immediately I'm like, oh shit, I got to come up with something now. I, something. <laughs> I know. Something. I just like to induce <laughs> panic with you. That's all I want to yeah, do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch. Yeah, controlled, uh, controlled insanity. It's just, just controlled insanity. <laughs> I'm going to continue to rewatch a lot of cool shit and experiment with uh, different documentaries. I, mm. Next episode, we will have. A plethora of documentaries. Trust me. I've got some shit I want to talk about. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Facebook is our home base. Facebook.com, moviefreakspod, and moviefreakspod on the Twitter. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Love you. <laughs>